worry about anything but in everything but prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms to begin with Psalm 112, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there rises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Verses 1 through 10, all of Psalm 112. Father, we thank you once again. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the power, the grace, the life that rests in your word and upon your word. Thank you for the anointing that permeates your word. And thank you for the many ways your word blesses us as we simply open your word and spend time one-on-one with you each and every day. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us to be the praying church you'd have us to be. And thank you for just the fact that you're sovereign and on your throne in the midst of all that's going on in our world. Father, we lift up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up our nation. Father, help us as the church, help us as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to praise you, to lift high your holy name. Father, we exalt you today. Father, we pray for our listening family. We think of those who are incarcerated. Father, the loneliness, the the things that Satan might whisper in their ears. Father, we pray that you would shield them, protect, protect them, encourage them, use them in a mighty way, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, first, we are going to uh, have a phone guest today with us, Pastor Terry Garrett. He's the pastor of Kingsgate Church Fellowship here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And he's going to share with us some about an event that's going to happen that it's local here in Tupelo. However, by way online, you know, of course, online, you anywhere you are, you'd be able to participate if you so choose. So, Pastor Garrett, how are you this morning? I'm great, Pastor Joseph. How are you yourself? Doing very well, very well. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I want to ask you if you take a moment to further introduce yourself, and then we want to talk about an event that's happening at your church. Yes, my name is Terry Garrett, and I pastor at the Kingsgate Worship Center, as you said, here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And we've been here, my wife and I, for 17 years working in the Vineyard of the Lord 
and we're just grateful to God for what He, where He's directed us to come and be, and to help with the hosting of this conference um, along with Greg Hood Ministries. All right. Well, again, we appreciate you coming to share about it. And as I mentioned, it's it's local here in Tupelo. However, uh, but to, online anyone can participate from anywhere. I, I think I understood that correctly. So tell us about the conference and how, if they choose to participate, how they can. Okay. Uh, the purpose of the conference is to bring the Word of the Lord uh, concerning the nation of America to uh, the people and to help to uh, shift this nation uh, for this new era that we've entered into. And speakers such as Dutch Sheets um, of um, Dutch Sheets Ministries, founder of the Network Ecclesia International, is going to be here, and Kent Christmas from Nashville, uh, founder of Regeneration Nashville Church, uh, Tom and Jane Hammond, uh, who are senior leaders of Vision Church at Christian International in um, Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, and finally, uh, Greg Hood, um, who is the overseer of the Greg Hood Ministries and Kingdom University. They're all going to be speaking into this uh, gathering. All right. Well, and so what are the dates again of the conference? Uh, the conference is going to be this Thursday, October 13th, through Saturday, uh, the 15th, and it's going to be in the e- each evening at 6.30, and then Saturday, it's going to be from 9.30 until 1.30. And uh, the purpose of the conference is going to be to help um, shift the nation, but help people to understand the kingdom of God more and the effect that it is having and can have across this nation and on the uh, societal structures of our nation. Well, and you know, one thing I would just say too, Pastor Garrett, I, I, amongst other things, as you share about the conference, I, I hope that it will encourage believers, some of which hopefully will get a chance to tune in online, but even whether they do or not, that they would be encouraged to know that God's people of the Church of Jesus Christ can do, can do so much as we pray, as we stand up for truth in our culture, and as we boldly stand as witnesses for the Lord in our culture as well. So so would you share now, if someone wants to attend online, how could they do that? Well, what they could do is they could go uh, to uh, org, and there uh, they could uh, do online for um, the um, internet uh, viewing, or they could um, log in and register for attending personally. And so that's $35, uh, which is a really good deal uh, for that. And mm-hmm. so I'd encourage them to go to www.greghood.org. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing about this event, Pastor Garrett. And I'm going to ask if you would, would you pray for the church, whatever's on your heart, pray for the church and the nation, of course, as we're looking forward to just the things that are happening in a few weeks. But it's important for us to know on an ongoing basis, there's such a need for the church to be interceding for the kingdom of God's work and will to be done in our nation and in our world as well. So would you pray for the church as well as for our nation and whatever's on your heart to do so about? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you are the blesser of America. And Lord, we believe that America shall be saved. Lord, we believe for a third great awakening in our lifetimes and a great revival of the body of Christ to rise up, Lord, in a greater passion and love for you, Lord, with direction and and intensity in the purposes of your will to come on earth as it is in heaven. 
So, Father, we pray that you would organize your your body in such a way that there would be a, a joint atmosphere of faith would come yes. to us. And, Lord God, that we would go forth, Lord, with compassion for our fellow man. Lord, that we would do the deeds that show the love of Christ in the church. And, Lord, that there would be a great abundance of outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon this land, Lord, that the nation would be refreshed, that truth would prevail, that evil would be torn down, and, Father, that people's eyes of their hearts would be enlightened as to the Lordship of Jesus Christ over all mankind. Father, we pray and ask you, Lord, to be merciful to our nation in the midst of its idolatry, in the midst of its famine of spirituality for God in in the scriptures. Lord, we pray that there would arise now, Lord God, the army of the Lord who would would speak the truth in love, who would uh, share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and Lord, who would pray and intercede and fast until we see that move of your spirit upon the land. Lord, we pray for your leadership. We pray for the elections in November. Lord, we pray that you would place those people that you have chosen in those positions of leadership in our country. And Father, that there would be a most holy moment in this nation where people would observe and know that you are very God and that you have done this mighty thing in our country. Lord, we pray blessings upon our president, blessing upon the leadership of our nation right now. And Lord, may you direct their hearts further into your will, your will for this land and its people. And Lord God, we want to give you thanks and praise that all the glory goes to the throne of God. We give you thanks for for this uh, assignment that you've given to each one of us and for directing our footsteps further and deeper into the kingdom message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, to thank you. Thank you for the privilege that we have of being a part of your body, the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in our nation and all over the world. Father, flood our nation with your mercy. Flood our nation with your grace. We plead the blood of Jesus over our nation in the name of Jesus. Touch us as your people, Lord. Help us to repent of apathy on our part. Help us to repent of prayerlessness too often. Help us to repent of not standing up and being the bold witnesses you want us to be. Help us to repent of not walking in love towards you and towards one another. Forgive us, Lord, Mm -hmm. for all these our shortcomings. And Lord, fill us anew with your spirit. Flood our nation with the spirit of revival and stir us, Lord, to be the church you've called us to be. Stir us afresh to be committed, passionately committed to the work of evangelism individually and collectively as local churches and as the body of Christ as a whole, stir us to be committed afresh and anew to the work of discipleship, helping people once they come to know Christ to begin to grow up and grow strong and to mature, to become true faithful disciples and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And stir us afresh to be the bold witnesses for truth in our culture that you that, that our culture desperately needs So much our culture and our world needs to hear truth which can set them free as opposed to lies which destroy and make room for the enemy. Help us, Lord, to be the church you've called us to be. Set us afresh on fire of your Holy Spirit. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor Garrett, would you share the address of Kingsgate Worship Center? Yes, it's 2018. West Jackson Street in Tupelo, Mississippi. We're just a one mile east of the airport. All right. And again, the dates one more time of the conference? Yes, that's 
this Thursday, October 13th through Saturday, October 15th. In the evenings, it starts at 6.30 each night, and Saturday, it goes from 9.30 in the morning till 1.30 in the afternoon. All right. And one final time, once again, if someone listening doesn't think they can come physically but would like to uh, connect online, tell them how to do that. Yes, they can go to this website, www.greghood.org, and they'll scroll down and they'll find a couple of buttons for registering, or they can go directly to eventbrite.com, and they'll find it there. It's $35. All right. Registration plus a fee on, little fee on Eventbrite. All right. Well, Pastor Garrett, thank you so much again for sharing about the Kingdom Release Conference, and we're hoping that many will attend and be blessed by the Spirit of God there. Thank you, Pastor Garrett. You're welcome, Pastor Joseph. God bless you. All right. And we invite every listener, uh, if you're able to plug in online or even be there, hope that you'll consider that. If not, please pray for the Lord to anoint this event and to use it mightily for His glory. And, you know, we need to, on an ongoing basis, pray much for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the God's spirit of revival to be poured out, out upon our church, and pray for the church to become the bold witnesses that we need to be individually and collectively. There's so much work to be done, and yet each of us can faithfully carry that work out. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of worship, prayer, thanksgiving, and praise. Help us to be the worshiping people that that as a lifestyle are seeking you continually, seeking you through your word, reading and studying your word, seeking you in prayer, seeking you through obeying what we know we've been called to do, seeking you by faithfully proclaiming the gospel to a world that desperately needs to hear it, and seeking you by faithfully being about the work of making disciples, helping people to come to grow up and to mature in their faith. We thank you and praise you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Planet Shakers with Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the book of Leviticus chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, 
and say to them, None shall defile himself for the dead among his people, except for his relatives who are nearest to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, and his brother, also his virgin sister who is near to him, who has had no husband. For her he may defile himself. Otherwise he shall not defile himself, being a chief man among his people, to profane himself. They shall not make any bald place on their heads, nor shall they shave the edges of their beards, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. They shall be holy to their God and not profane the name of their God, for they offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire and the bread of their God. Therefore, they shall be holy. They shall not take a wife who is a harlot or a defiled woman, nor shall they take a woman divorced from her husband, for the priest is holy to his God. Therefore you shall consecrate him, for he offers the bread of your God. He shall be holy to you, for I, the Lord, who sanctify you, am holy. The daughter of any priest, if she profanes herself by playing the harlot, she profanes her father. She shall be burned with fire. He who is the high priest among his brethren, on whose head the anointing oil was poured and who is consecrated to wear the garments, shall not uncover his head nor tear his clothes, nor shall he go near any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his mother, nor shall he go out of the sanctuary, nor profane the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is upon him. I am the Lord, and he shall take a wife in her virginity, a widow or a divorced woman or a defiled woman or a harlot. These he shall not marry, but he shall take a virgin of his own people as wife. Nor shall he profane his posterity among his people, for I the Lord sanctify him. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, No man of your descendants in succeeding generations who has any defect may approach to offer the bread of his God. For any man who has a defect shall not approach, shall, excuse me, shall not approach a man blind or lame who has, who has a marred face or any limb too long, a man who has a broken foot or broken hand, or is a hunchback, or a dwarf, or a man who has a defect in his eye, or eczema, or scab, or is a eunuch. No man of the descendants of Aaron the priest, who has a defect, shall come near to offer the offerings made by fire to the Lord. He has a defect. He shall not come near to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, both most holy and the holy, only he shall not go near the veil or approach the altar, because he has a defect, lest he profane my sanctuary. For I, the Lord, sanctify them. And Moses told it to Aaron and his sons, and to all the children of Israel. Leviticus chapter 22. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, that they may separate themselves 
from the holy things of the children of Israel, and that they do not profane my holy name by what they dedicate to me. I am the Lord. Say to them, whoever of all your descendants throughout your generations who goes near the holy things which the children of Israel dedicate to the Lord while he has uncleanness upon him, that person shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. Whatever man of the descendants of Aaron who is a leper or has a discharge shall not eat the holy offerings until he is clean. And whoever touches anything made unclean by a corpse or a man who has had an emission of semen or whoever touches any creeping thing by which he would be made unclean or any person by whom he would become unclean, whatever his uncleanness may be. The person who has touched any such thing shall be unclean until evening and shall not eat the holy offerings unless he washes his body with water. And when the sun goes down, he shall be clean. And afterward, he may eat the holy offerings because it is his food. Whatever dies naturally or is torn by beasts, he shall not eat to defile himself with it. I am the Lord. They shall, excuse me, they shall therefore keep my ordinance, lest they bear sin for it and die thereby, if they profane it. I, the Lord, sanctify them. No outsider shall eat the holy offering, one who dwells with the priest, or a hired servant shall not eat the holy thing. But if the priest buys a person with his money, he may eat it, and one who is born in his house may eat his food. If the priest's daughter is married to an outsider, she may not eat of the holy offerings. But if the priest's daughter is a widow or divorced and has no child and has returned to her father's house as, as in her youth, she may eat her father's food, but no outsider shall eat it. And if a man eats the holy offering unintentionally, then he shall restore a holy offering to the priest and add one-fifth to it. They shall not profane the holy offerings of the children of Israel, which they offer to the Lord, or allow them to hear the excuse me, or allow them to bear the guilt of trespass when they eat their holy offerings. For I, the Lord, sanctify them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, Whatever man of the house of Israel or of the strangers in Israel who offers his sacrifice for any of his for any of his vows or for any of his freewill offerings which they offer to the Lord as a burnt as a burnt offering you shall offer of your own free will a male without blemish from the cattle from the sheep or from the goats whatever has a defect you shall not offer, for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. And whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow, or a free will offering 
from the cattle or the sheep. It must be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no defect in it. Those that are blind or broken or maimed or have an ulcer or eczema or scabs, you shall not offer to the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them on the altar to the Lord. Either a bull or a lamb that has any limb too long or too short, you may offer as a freewill offering. But for a vow, it shall not be accepted. You shall not offer to the Lord what is bruised or crushed or torn or cut, nor shall you make any offering of them in your land, nor from a foreigner's hand shall you offer any of these of the bread of your God, because their corruption is in them, and defects are in them. They shall not be accepted they shall not be accepted on your behalf. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When a bull or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall be seven days with its mother. And from the eighth day and thereafter, it shall be accepted as an offering made by fire to the Lord. Whether it is a cow or you, do not kill both her and her young on the same day. And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. On the same day it shall be eaten. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. Therefore you shall keep my commandments and perform them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Leviticus chapter 23. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. Six days you shall work, excuse me, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn, of solemn, excuse me, of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work on it. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at their appointed times. On the fourteenth day of the first month at twilight is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. To the Lord, seven days you must eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. But you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord for seven days. The seventh day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you come into the land which I give, you, which I give to you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest to the priest. 
he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the sheaf a male lamb of the first year without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering made by fire to the Lord for a sweet aroma, and its drink offerings shall be of wine, one-fourth of a hen. You shall eat neither bread nor parched grain, nor fresh grain until the same day that you have brought an offering to the, excuse me, you have brought an offering to your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring from your dwellings two wave loaves of two-tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the firstfruits to the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs of the first year. Without blemish, one young bull and two rams. They shall be as a burnt offering to the Lord, with their grain offerings and their drink offerings, an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma to the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and two male lambs of the first year as a sacrifice of a peace offering. The priest shall wave them with the bread of the firstfruits as a wave offering, Before the Lord, with the two lambs, they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the same day that it is a holy convocation to you. You shall do no customary work on it. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Verses 1 through 22, Leviticus chapter 23. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to them, It is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out out again, Crucify him! Then Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, And they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him. And bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple 
off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by, to bear his cross. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which, trans, which is translated place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above, The King of the Jews. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, ama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by, when they heard that, said, Look, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him, and offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the less, and of Joses and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Now when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought, then he, excuse me, then he bought fine linen, took him down, and wrapped him 
in the linen. And he laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. And Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, observed where he was laid. Mark chapter 16. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him, and they, excuse me, as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Verses 1 through 20, the end of Mark chapter 16, the end of the book of Mark. Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the power and the grace that rests upon your word. Thank you, Lord, for the unique and the powerful message of each of the four gospels. And thank you for the wonderful and the blessed story of the life, death, and burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a powerful and glorious story and telling it is. Father, more and more, Father, set us on fire fresh with the spirit of prayer. Set us on fire fresh with the spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your word, a commitment to reading and studying your word each and every day. And help us to grow tremendously in our understanding of the tremendous benefits 
and blessings and encouragement that comes from being in your word every single day. Lord, help us to continually be be reminded and be mindful of the fact that your word is the most powerful weapon in all the universe and that one of the great ways that we wield the sword of the Spirit, your word, is by simply taking time to read and meditate on your word. Help us to understand, Lord, that it's it's extremely productive, extremely fruitful for us to spend time with you one-on-one in your word each and every day and help us to be mindful that we need, we're wise to help our children to spend time in your word and to have them to read three chapters out loud to us every day so that they too can benefit greatly from the blessings of being in your word each and every day. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the wonderful and the great step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day, a blessed day to give your life to Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer to commit your heart to the Lord even now from your heart? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world many, many years ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and committed your life to Christ, we want to be in touch with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, very much so, we want to hear from you. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We do ask and invite you to pray much for our share that will be happening this week. We appreciate your prayers and your prayers overall for the ministry of American Family Radio and the American Family Association. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.